This is Jeff Cross, and welcome to the October 6, 2022 edition of Views on the News from the Couch, a baby boomer's attempt to pass along his views on the news. Quick hitters. Tom Brady and Giselle Bundchen may be heading for divorce. Reports say they've hired divorce attorneys, but that she is still talking to him about their issues. Evidently, Brady is supposed to do a lot of listening. I will stop. OPEC Plus is made up of the OPEC nations plus some other key oil exporting countries. OPEC Plus countries agreed to cut oil production to decrease oil supply by about 1 million barrels per day. That would either increase oil prices or keep them high. The U.S. could make up for the decrease in supply with a bit more energy-friendly policies. But it seems, according to liberals, that oil produced in the United States harms the environment, but oil produced in Saudi Arabia does not. Yes, I'm being ironic or something like that. The Federal Reserve Bank of Dallas says that, quote, we find that a majority of employed workers' real inflation-adjusted wages have failed to keep up with inflation in the, la in the past year. For these workers, the median decline in real wages is a little more than 8.5%. Taken together, these outcomes appear to be the most severe faced by employed workers over the past 25 years. End quote. 8.5% real cut in wages. Let's go, Brandon. Jill and Joe Biden went to Florida to look at the Hurricane Ian situation. She wore heels. I don't care. Nor does the media. They did care when Melania wore heels in a similar hurricane situation. Hmm, wonder why the difference. Moving on. DACA is the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program. A federal three-judge panel ruled it was illegally implemented by the Obama administration for several reasons and that no new applications will be taken. The court says that this is something that should have been handled by a congressional law and not a presidential directive. If you want more on this, I link to a Turley article. Reading in other articles, I note that President Biden said that this is one more example of extremist MAGA Republicans. He says the appeals court ruling is unlawful and that Congress should pass a law to codify DACA. I hasten to point out that before Obama, President Obama directed the existence of DACA, he said that he did not have the constitutional authority to do so. Later, he said, well, if Congress won't do it, I will just go ahead. That is not how our laws work. Some might call it extremist or dictatorial. Obama is currently calling for a congressional law to codify DACA. Let's recap. Obama and the three-judge panel said that Obama did not have the authority to do what he did. Obama, Biden, and the three-judge panel say that Congress could pass a law to make DACA legal. Obama and Biden say Congress should do that, while the courts, I don't think, express an opinion on this political subject. Biden says this is an example of extremist Republicans. If this is an example of extremist Republicans, then I can't think we can agree that the extremist accusations against Republicans are just Democratic bullshit. Whoa, I would not have done this, but good for them. Evita Duffy writes in the linked article that Kanye West and Candace Owens, both black, along with several models, wore shirts that said, quote, white lives matter, end quote. The article says the usual suspects were agitated. Quoting from the article, quote, 
Droves of journalists, actors, musicians, politicians, activists, and anti-hate organizations decried the shirts, describing them as, in quotes, most of this, dangerous, white supremacist, racist, disgusting, and irresponsible, thanks to the apparel sporting of the phrase, white lives matter, end quote. If you ask me if white lives matter, I might duck that one, but likely would say, yes, as do all lives. That seems a reasonable response. I thought it was when folks asked me what I thought of the Black Lives Matter line, but saying all lives matter then seemed to bother people. So much bother. Kanye, per the article, went further, saying, quote, everyone knows that Black Lives Matter is a scam, end quote. And, quote, here's my latest response when people ask me why I make a tea that says white lives matter. They do, end quote. The Supreme Court is considering if Alabama violated the Voting Rights Act by the way they drew up congressional boundaries. Gerrymandering is at the core of this, so let's briefly review what that is. Gerrymandering is the practice of drawing congressional boundaries in a convoluted way to increase the number of congressmen one party will likely win. It also was done sometimes by the Department of Justice to create a district where a majority um, were minorities to increase the likelihood of electing a minority. These districts weren't just a bit convoluted. They were like snakes or dragons winding in between and around other districts. Gerrymandering was named for Eldridge Jerry, who was born in the 1740s and di did what became as gerrymandering in the late 1700s. Not a new practice. Gerrymandering is practiced by both sides. I personally do not like it and have suggested that the maximum boundary distance ought to be set as some multiple of the mathematical minimum boundary distance, possibly with some limited recourse to the courts for an increase if significant geographical formations or population distributions make districting difficult. Taking race out of this, the way one might gerrymander in a state that was somewhat evenly split between parties is to take one district and to make it a very high percentage of the party not in control of gerrymandering. That would make it easier to win the rest of the district districts. This happens a bit naturally because Democrats are heavily concentrated in cities, and that is why Republicans can win a majority in the House when there is a 50-50 split between the parties. If a state has a number of districts and is only 20% of one party, no one would suggest that the district should be drawn to give that party at least one representative. Think Montana if they had many districts, which they do not. In Alabama, Republicans were in control of congressional redistricting and horrors did it in a way that they felt would maximize the number of Republican congressmen. They say they did not look at race in doing this, but did look at party affiliation, which is what you do when you gerrymander. Well, black people in Alabama skew Democrats, so there is a correlation. Anyway, Alabama has seven congressional districts, and critics say only one is, a li is likely to elect a black. Given that their percentage of the population is 27% of the total, the argument is that there should be two black representatives. I think we are supposed to take that as an assumption and not think about it. I think about those things. To do that, the black population would need to be grouped, one might even say segregated, into primarily two districts. If Republicans purposely did that, they would be accused of being racist. Uh, yeah.
If Democrats do it to increase the likelihood of electing a black, I can't say it is racist, but I still wonder a bit. Anyways, you hear reports on this case, or maybe just hear the headlines, which I'm sure will say the existing situation is racist, please think about all the underlying facts. Maybe also why they can't just have a few majority Democratic districts and let the Democrats nominate who they want. Further, I don't think this is an easy call on how to handle things, and trying to mash the reality into existing law is probably also hard. Hence my argument to minimize, by math, the amount of messing around the parties can do with the boundaries. Let people decide where to live, and that pretty much decides the boundaries. Thanks for listening to Views on the News from the Couch. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. If you did not like it, please share with the rest of the folks that you know.